Welcome to Do You Know You? The Enneagram podcast where we know you better than you know yourself. Hey. Hi. So it turns out that we have an Enneagram podcast now. Yeah. I mean, you know, people have been asking us to do this and it's, I mean, first of all, it was 2020 and like who had any energy to do anything. But yeah, I think we've had this equipment for like a year. Oh, at least. It's like actively dusty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I just, on top of everything else, I just couldn't imagine like doing another thing. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, you know, we're kind of in a place where it's time. I think it's time. Yeah. It's, it's time it's, to pass that sage knowledge on. No, sage knowledge. Yes. But not speaking with knowledge of sage. Anyway, um, I don't know that joke. Sorry. So you guys are going to get used to this because this is what we do. But yeah, I do think that this is going to be helpful for those of you that follow our Instagram hashtag Empathy Architects at Empathy Architects hashtags like Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a millennial and I'm old, an old millennial. So sometimes I get the social medias mixed up. Yeah, I was like, did you just hashtag? Yeah, Instagram? apparently I'm just like a mother. I don't. Anyway, <laughs> um, at Empathy Architects. Welcome we to do, Mother's Podcast. We, we do have. Okay, I was about to get dragged. Yeah, um, that's what I was it's thinking. It's fine. We do have a Twitter, but I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I don't really. I don't really get into Twitter. I can't do it. It's, I. I don't think I can reduce it's what I have to say. Like stressful. Yeah. But why? Because we're verbose. That's what it is. It's the character yeah. limit. Yes. I felt very limited. Yes. I'm that. very verbose. Yeah. It was very limiting in yeah. a way that I found stifling. Yeah. To my creativity. Don't try to make me choose my language selectively. And it's not super conducive to talking about the Enneagram. I mean, you, you can type more than, what is it, 140 characters or something? Yeah. Like 140, 150, something yeah. like that. But we didn't get down with Twitter from the beginning. We were like mm. not into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people probably don't care about our Twitter preferences. I don't know, we're not doing a Twitter. I mean, we have a Twitter. You can go to it and like occasionally I think about it. and But like most of the time I don't. Yeah. So long story short, we're not going to give you our Twitter. <laughs> we, we will not. We're not going to promote Twitter. We're not going to focus on Twitter. Like it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's just, just go to Instagram. It's, really, it's hard for us. It's too many things. So, but now we've added another thing, this podcast. Yes. Um, where, as you can tell, uh, we will most of the time be talking about the Enneagram, but sometimes be talking about nonsense because that's sometimes what we do. But yeah. I, I do want, um, since it is an Enneagram focused podcast, um, I think we should kind of start us off by talking about stereotypes. Yeah. Type stereotypes. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Yeah, for sure. Some of them are true. Some of them aren't. Can I just throw out a pet? I said I wasn't going to do this, but like I have no, to. No, let's go. Like a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Is when people like aren't familiar with our work and then they go to our Instagram and like when we have like our visual archetype posts if you haven't go look at it there's things on there anyway um because there is a visual component to the enneagram and like people that don't know are like what is this you guys are cherry picking pictures cherry picking they're cherry picking pictures and saying there's certain types and then acting like that and i I just i don't even yeah it's not it's not a special kind of magic it's more like a special kind of 
of attunement. I I like to say visual typing is both an art and a science. Yes. Um and sage wisdom. It, it, say thank you. Sage wisdom is that the is that the phrase of the day? Yes. Sage wisdom. Cool. I um for those of you that don't know, visual typing is the idea uh that you can look at someone and uh type them. And of course there's complexity in that, but Again, for those of you that don't know, uh, Oscar Achazo, the sort of one of the forefathers of the Enneagram, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, used a process called proto-analysis that was based on visual typing. And he literally um, would, he had a group called the Arika School, which you may or may not have heard of. Um, and uh, when you joined Arika, he basically would look at you um, and use his process of proto-analysis. Proto-analysis was like more in depth than just like him yeah. looking at your face. It, there was other things involved, yeah, but one aspect, yes, one aspect of it was uh, Achaza would look at your, the tension that you held around your mouth and your eyes. Um, and he sort of mapped out that tension, that facial tension to the various Enneagram types, like eights holding tension in their eyes to look angry. Right. And so then after that, um, what's his name? Paul Ekman, Paul Ekman. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a book called emotions revealed. You may have seen the show lie to me. Yes. Yes. Popular show in yes. the like two thousands. Is it two thousands or two thousands? You told me it was two thousands. You <laughs> vehemently asserted that it was 2000s and I, you told me rachel maddow said that rachel maddow does say 2000s well then we have to trust that <laughs> so okay so the 2000s or the 2000s uh there was a show called lie to me on fox i think anyway um and it was based on the work of paul ekman and it was based on his work on micro expressions and basically ekman said wait a minute how come I can go to a remote village in Africa and talk to people and they may not know what I'm saying, but they can read my emotional affect. Um, And uh, prior to that, there was an anthropologist who you also may know where we started nerding out pretty early here. Um, You also may know uh, Margaret Mead who said she didn't believe that emotional expressions were um, universal. She thought they were cultural. Um, and he was like, mm, that seems weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Isn't that the basis for most decent research? <laughs> like, hmm, seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. Let me look into that. Know about that. Um, so, yeah. So he was a psychologist who uh, basically said, you know, these emotion, human emotions have to be universal. Uh, because you can fly to another part of the world where they don't know the language and smile and they yes. smile back, right? So uh, I think the seven uh, primary emotions are, okay, let's see, sadness, happiness, disgust, contempt, anger, fear, surprise. You did it. Thank you. Thank you. From memory. Yeah. At our age. Uh, <laughs> our advanced, our advanced <laughs> age. Um, this is a geriatric podcast. <laughs> so anyway, so Paul Ekman basically was like, he began to study faces and study the way in which people, uh, the, micro expressions refers to the way in which people's 
uh, emotions betray them in one way or another, where we will show flashes, nanoseconds of emotions, um, even before we lie or say something. So hence the show Lie to Me was sort of based on this idea that you can't completely conceal, even if you're a really good liar and a complete sociopath, um, you you still will reveal some of, you'll show your cards. There still will be tells. Tells. As they call it. Yes, tells. So uh, taking Ekman's work uh, and protoanalysis into, Echaza's work with protoanalysis into consideration, um, our teacher, Catherine Faber, uh, kind of synthesized those, and, and that's the way we learned how to do visual typing. So it is, it's based on, um, so you may be thinking, okay, well, if they're universal emotions, then how do you just look at someone and say, well, there are three, if, but because the emotions that we use most frequently begin to sort of etch themselves into our faces. Yes. Um, so like sixes, for example, have a wide range of emotional expression. Uh, so we often see their emotions uh, more clearly across their face. And more quickly. And more quickly, yes. Uh, like you, you would look to the eyebrows, for example, the knitted brow of the six. The caterpillar brow. The caterpillar brow, yes, which is like kind of gross. Like when you think about like a cat. Anyway. Um, but they do tend to have those like very expressive eyebrows, um, and- fluid brows, okay. if you will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ever changing, ever moving. Oh, poetic. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the ever changing, ever moving uh, forehead area of the six is a tell for the six because you're seeing the fear, you're seeing confusion, anxiety, surprise. Especially fear sixes will open, will see the whites of their eyes more. Um, so you, that's an expression of fear or surprise. Uh, and so, so this is why when people are like, well, how do you know what type they are? Um, and if you go to our Instagram, you'll see our little, uh, some posts where we put types next to each other just to show that, mostly to show the energy of the types, you know, the yeah. way it shifts between each type. But, but anyway, it's just a pet peeve of mine. When people don't, I mean, people think we're making it up. This is impossible. You must be a wizard. Yeah, (laughs) or that, or like we're just making it up, and and the cherry picking argument really, yeah, really crawls up my ass. I I got. I was gonna say like there's there have been individuals that have implied that we did a butt pull. A butt pull, and I'm like, that is not what's happening here. This is years. I mean. I'll say it. Decades. Decades. Of no, study. I mean, yeah. And it, and it didn't start. It's like we made it up, right? So if you're into the Enneagram and uh, at all, the Enneagram of personality, and mm-hmm. you don't know that it came from Machazo, and you don't know that he visually typed everyone. Mm-hmm. And might I add that you did not, in the Eureka School, you did not pick your type. It uh-uh. wasn't like... No, Mama, you don't get to pick. Like <laughs> No. Like she walks in and Echazo's like, You're the ego cow. Yeah. The coward. Yes. Because yeah. I I see you. Yeah. I see your face. Exactly. Like Echazo told you. And people were like, Yes, thank you. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I, I from what I've heard, uh, he would adjust that, you know, once he got to know sure. people if something changed. But he was pretty good at typing since he was the guy that thought of the system. Yeah. Well, that's how it works. So um 
and 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 he was of the belief, as was Naranjo, his uh, student, and who really is responsible for the Enneagram of personality, the way we think of it today. But um, he was, he's like, you need a teacher to help you type yourself. You can't just, and the reason he said that was because um, we all keep secrets from ourselves. We, we have blind spots um, and, and sometimes people will go to their friends or their family and that's not super reliable either because they have their projections mm-hmm. of how they think that we are. Well, and we all have an image that we present, which is more like how we want people to see us, but may not be reflective of what's actually happening in terms of motivation. Right, exactly. So, so when we do typing sessions, what we're doing, you know, besides taking the information the person has given us on their questionnaire and their test results is we are, we have no biases coming in except for when we've looked at the test and we, you know, if someone's using the language of a type very strongly, obviously we recognize that's a bias for us coming in, but we're not attached to the person's type. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I would say, you know, most of the time when we do typing sessions, there's some aspect of people's typing that is, off you know mm-hmm. they maybe they did get their primary type but their tri types off or yeah or the instinct, their instinct yeah. or the stacking or whatever so and it's not for because they're stupid or because they don't know themselves or people that are very self-aware they just that we have blind spots and so we need someone knowledgeable of the system and also not attached to what how we want to see ourselves to mirror back what what's being seen. So you know, I would go as far as to say that it's pretty miraculous when somebody comes in and they have completely typed themselves accurately. Um, yeah. unless it's been like 30 years. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of times if that happens, it's like, that's kind of extraordinary that yeah. that is someone that has a really unique ability to self-reflect, to be honest, to see themselves and that's it is rare so do not feel at any point during this entire podcast if you ever feel like oh my god i might be this other type do not feel bad do not feel stupid you were made to hide from yourself because that's how the ego works yeah it would be it'd almost be weird if you didn't have some doubt the ego oh Okay. Is that like ego monster or just like horror? Like, what are we doing? I just, sorry. I just took it to like a really. I'm fine with it. Alarming place. I'm okay with it. Um, no, but like, it would be weird if you didn't like at some point, especially early on, like when you just learned the Enneagram. Um, I mean, it's been what? 20, 20 21 years. years. Yeah. Now we've been studying the Enneagram. Yeah. Um, and not only, and I would say to kind of caveat, even what you just said about, you could know yourself really well and be self-aware and all the things. Um, but then you'd also have to know the Enneagram just as well. Yes. In order yes. to get a complete accurate typing in your first year, mm-hmm. two years of typing yourself, it's just, it's, it would be, um, it would be weird if you didn't mistype some aspect of yourself because it's taken us 21 years uh, and and I have to say that, I mean, there was a point of, you know, maybe five years ago or whenever that was when we almost felt like we were relearning the Enneagram because of learning new information that we learned mm-hmm. from our teacher and um, realizing that 
aspects of certain types were put into other types and having to kind of rethink um, certain types in particular, like twos and, um, you know, the way that H actually are and and things like that. So, so yes, you're, you didn't do anything wrong if you mistype. um, But we are very, very firm believers that until you get sort of aspects of your type correct that it's hard to do the work i love the the analogy of the car manual right so it's like if you have a ford escort and do they even make those anymore i don't know that was my first car so i, don't know. I just probably dated myself um <laughs> if you have a ford escort and someone gives you the manual to you know a chevy tahoe and they're like and you have some problem with your escort and they're like, Oh, well, here's a manual to a Chevy Tahoe. Like, okay. You might be able to figure out like some basic things about cars, like the engines under the hood. and like, here are the lights, but like, it's a different make and model. So you're not going to be able to fix it. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to happening. You're going to get to a certain point, maybe based on your just common knowledge or things that, you know, and then you're going to be like, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? how that's not where this should be um and so it so so you need the correct manual a a e (laughs) (laughs) hi y'all i e (laughs) the correct typing um try type stacking instinct stacking all of the things in order to like really get into doing your work so yes we do emphasize um, we spend a lot of time on our Instagram and everywhere else talking about the types, like what what they actually are, how to identify them. Our research was grounded in that. So, so yeah, that was that was about a fifteen minute pet peeve that we had. Yeah. Um. So I think maybe we'll pivot to stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. Now, thanks. Since that's thanks for steering us. That's what we said. Yeah, we were going to talk about. That's what I'm here for. We didn't lose the people that were like, I thought they were going to talk about stereotypes, <laughs> and he literally talked for 16 minutes about <laughs> about being annoyed that people don't like visual typing. Yeah. We'll visit it again. We'll just do a whole episode one day. Talk You'll about hear it. many pet peeves from us. So do not worry. <laughs> there's more where that no, came from. There's a, it's almost a bottomless. Pit. I was gonna say, I think that's it's like Santa's bag. It's bottomless. <laughs> it's a magic bag. There's always more complaints, more I pet mean, peeves. Oh, it's a four and a six. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, I'm a four. Uh, Aaron's a six. So we have plenty of. Yeah. Come on down to the bottom of the enneagram. Yeah, yes, with the us. bottom of the enneagram. It's fun down here. We all float. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. We that- we tend to kind of go creepy <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> and we come back but we bottom of the Enneagram. we kind of go creepy yeah so i want to start out by saying um i'm going to tell you one of my biggest pet peeves that that i have that people say about ones and that is that whenever someone is organized <laughs> people are like they're a one or what about this i'm just such a perfectionist yes oh yeah. So you're a one because you're a perfectionist? Yeah. Or you're organized? So anyone can be organized or perfectionistic. Sorry, guys. It is not isolated to any particular type. Um, unfortunately, that's not a correlation we can make. And that's really something that's more involved with processing and temperament. 
um, motivation doesn't make you not organized. Yeah. Uh, people don't realize, and this is, you know, the stereotypes, right? So with one, people hear the name, the perfectionist, and they, and they hear that ones like order, and they do. Ones mm-hmm. do like order. Um, but the perfectionism of the one is focused internally. Yes. It's about refining and perfecting one's character and... Polishing your stone, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, gross. But yeah, um, it is. It's polishing the, yeah. the inner stone of being. The is diamond. What, yes. Polishing themselves to brilliance is, I yes. believe, what... Um, that's what Catherine said. Yeah. yeah. So, And that's what, that's what the one is doing. So because they're gut types, they're not... The other thing people say about ones, stereotypes, that they're walking around correcting people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have a friend and she's super critical and she corrects people in public. She's a one. Um, no, because that's so rude. <laughs> Exactly. And ones are focused on being appropriate. And so most ones would be horrified to hear that someone was correcting someone publicly. Um, And, you know, unless it was something, you know, really. Right, right. Really important. Yeah, they're not. And gut types, all eights, nines and ones are focused. um, They're not thinking about and not tracking what other people are doing that much. Right. Um, and now the one may be more focused on it if, if it's in their purview, meaning that it's someone in at work that they work with or a child or a spouse or partner or something like that, then they might be correcting, but actually the one prefers to even approach those situations with more, um, tact, tact. Yes. Because it's inappropriate. It's rude. Like you said, to just walk around correcting people. And did Um, you... I just want to go back briefly to something you said. Did you say purview? I did. Can you spell that? P U R V I E W. Purview. Okay. You Do you want me to use it in another sentence? You heard this it is here. A spelling B. You heard it situation. here, everyone. <laughs> the word of the week, purview. purview. I'm listen. I feel like that word is underused, and I want to revive it for the people. Okay, yeah. I don't think the people need purview, but okay, this people does. Oh, <laughs> okay. I went to college. Okay. Yeah, now now um, we're getting into grammar okay. issues. Okay, so yeah, stereotypes with one. I think we covered yeah. that pretty well. It, it's it's not, um, and actually sixes tend to be really can be really you know sixes can run the gamut of all behaviors, but um, you have to go to what why does the person need to be organized. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll, we always have to go back to motivation. So being organized is a behavior or a um, an attitudinal sort of orientation. Mm-hmm. A to, habit even. Uh, right. To one's environment. Um, but why? Right. Why does the person need order? And so that's what we have to know. And if it's one, it's um, because they're trying to avoid um, some sort of catastrophe, which sixes can also identify with, but also just um, it helps them feel in control of things, uh, and what they can control, then they can more easily steer. So yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm already ready to go on to you two. You want me to throw you one for two? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Start us off. Um, so inspired by someone who shall remain nameless on Instagram once that commented, um, <laughs> to me that, 
someone couldn't be a two because they were too aggressive. Oh. I'm sorry. My, my. Have you met twos? Yeah. So, fun fact, Naranjo said that two was the most aggressive type on the Enneagram. And for those of you that don't know, I mean, I, I think people are pretty familiar with Naranjo, um, so I won't take you guys down that yeah, yeah. corridor. Um, but oh, he's another, corridor. yeah, he's another one of our Enneagram papas, so. <laughs> okay, I don't ever want that. <laughs> used again. Enneagram popping around <laughs> I don't ever want to hear that again um so yes twos no, but, are actually one of the most aggressive types. no but Papa Claudio Claudio yeah. mm-hmm. um Naranjo was is responsible for the modern Enneagram as we know it yes. the psychological kind of model of the Enneagram and so most of what we know most of what you hear talked about on this and other podcasts whether you know it or not comes from Naranjo's work um, much of it has strayed far, far from Naranjo's work, mm-hmm. but uh, one of our, you know, aims is to bring back that his original ideas because they were pretty damn good, and some of it just got really lost. But Naranjo, he, he he referred to twos as aggressive. In fact, the sexual two he pres- prescribed. Sure, he prescribed um, the words aggression, assault, mm-hmm. and seduction. Yeah. So um, he was talking specifically about the sexual two, but all twos have, you know, the sexual instinct within them somewhere, right? So that aggression is in there in every two, because if you are a type that needs to push for uh, what you believe is best and what you think people need and want because of your pride, then you're going to be aggressive about getting your agenda uh, completed. You know, and I think one of the more confusing things here is that at some point, a lot of nine got put into yes. two. Yes. So people have this idea that two's kind of easy, breezy, sweet, and cute, and that they'll just go with the flow and they like to make Easter baskets. But it's not. That's not two. Um, that's nine. I mean, they may like to do those things, but sure. underneath that, they're managing. They're yes. If they're you managerial. Feel managed, or you are too, and you don't know it, and you feel like you are really good at managing others. If you say things like, "Oh, I can definitely get them to do that," or mm-hmm. or you're pushing people, yes, pushing, uh, pushing, pushing, always pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. So I was, you know, I know that the person that said that on Instagram probably just got the nine-ish dissemination of two and didn't know. Um, But you heard it here first, folks. Um, That that that's two. I hope no one heard it here first, but I think yeah, unfortunately, that might be the case. case. Um, So with two, it's. It, yeah, you always have to look at how the person is pushing. You know, I thought of another one. Um, this one isn't terribly deep, but they are not helpful, so they're not a two. Or they uh, are helpful, yes. so they're a two. Yes, yes. Um, if someone... So twos actually are not that outwardly helpful. I mean, I don't... They can be if they want to be, and they think that that's what needs to be done. Yeah, that word wasn't actually originally part of no. the dissemination of two. It was um, not. It got attached to two. Yes. But 
at the end of the day, uh, you know, six is actually one of the more helpful types. Threes. Threes can be very helpful. Uh, they just want you to solve your problem. Yeah. Tangible help. The three will yeah. be one. Threes and sixes will be two of the first types to jump in and mm-hmm. and offer tangible assistance. The two wants to be emotionally supportive. Mm-hmm. They want to be the special friend, the friend that you go to and tell all of the things. Yes, which is a whole other podcast with the whole twos mistyping as fours because they identify with needing to be special. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, the word's been overused and, you know, no four wants to own special, but but every human wants to be special Mm -hmm. in some way. but twos often hear it because they recognize in themselves the need to be, like you said, the special friend. And so that's more true of two than the helpfulness piece, which has gotten um, way overblown because they were called the helper. Um, Now they do see themselves as helpful and generous, Mm -hmm. but, but that doesn't mean that they have to be exactly more of a self image. And it's, and it's always, they're giving you what, they want you to have yeah, or, or what, what they, they want or what they want. Mm-hmm. Right. They project their, they take their needs, disown them and project them out and tend to them there. So if you, if they want a hug, uh, they will come to you and give you a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, and it can be uh, confusing to them to see that what they're giving to other people is really something that they want for themselves. So yeah, yeah that's a good one. Helpfulness. Yeah. What about threes? What do you have for threes? I was about to ask you the same question. I think my biggest one, um, I think I have a post that I this weekend that will be coming up about it. By the time people hear this, it'll probably be out. But anyway, um, about threes, uh, people thinking threes change their image all the time. Ah, good one. And I don't know where that came from. Um, I have... I do actually, but I'm not going to put anyone on yeah. blast right now. Anyway, yeah. um, I was like, I mean, I kind of know. Um, but uh, without dishing all the tea about it, let's just say this: uh, threes pick an image that works, mm-hmm. and they stick to it. Yep. Now, threes are constantly making micro adjustments to their image, constantly, and mm-hmm. and adjusting. They're they're one of those types. They're heart types, first of all. All the heart types are adjusting to other people but threes are yeah they may uh be slightly more you know maybe they never cuss at work and they're super professional and they're polished and then when they get around their friends that are more you know rabble rousy if i can use the term right uh has like a little bit of a country twist to it rabble rousy is that like my new country band oh no and like you know, it's really unfortunate that like we live in the world that we live in now because now I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what's the rousing? etymology of that? Oh, rabble rousing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if it's if you're offended. I don't know if it means something bad. I don't think so. I think we're good. Okay. We'll look it up after. I, I literally think it's like r- rousing. Well, it, it probably could be seen as offensive, right? Because you have like the rousing, the rabble. Who's the rabble? Probably there's some classism in there. So anyway. Um, wow. Yeah. You, you opened the. To stir up public sentiment by emotionalism, agitate ashamed of indignation. Okay. This is not. Okay. So we're a little, anyway, (laughs) I used it probably incorrectly, but what I meant is, is if they're at work and they're being super professional 
and and then they never cuss or use foul language and then maybe they get around their friends that are more um i don't know uh <laughs> what deviant what is the word <laughs> what, what what like what can i say here i don't like i don't know like people party that, friends right party like, party people like woo. yeah party people woohoo people um maybe they use different language so that's a subtle adjustment and it's more code switching which like we all have a version of that so it's not rabble rousing okay like maybe <laughs> like maybe but like not maybe as much like maybe used it the wrong way so we're gonna go ahead and forgive that and i was an english major so if anyone that i went to college with hears this don't be mad at me but they they do make micro adjustments to their image and but i will say that they threes find an image that works you know they may have a period in adolescence and early 20s where they're kind of shifting around trying to find one that works but once they get usually by the time they get their first job Mm-hmm. Um, in whatever field that is, they click into an image that works into that in that professional environment and go with it. I now, think saying click in is a really good way. Yeah, I was, and it's very evocative. It really of fits three. for three. I yeah. mean, I'm I'm totally serious. Yeah, that's perfect because yeah, it is kind of like you know they're like twisting a little and then it just clicks in and it's like a lock and load. Like it, they're like full three yes, lock and load. Yes, the image is locked and loaded. Lock and load. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. So apparently, I just you know another of our thousand asides. <laughs> um, I just want you guys to know that this podcast will also cover common grammatical <laughs> and language mistakes. Mama, people already <laughs> come for us on Instagram. I know. Now they're going to be like correcting for our the grammar. For the spelling and grammar. So bring it. They're going to be like, you don't know what bring rabble it. rousing is. Y'all bring it. Anyway. Um, yes. So rabble rousing. Um, if they become, if the image is of being a rabble rouser, sure. they will be that. Which would be more like the three six eight right exactly um stirring the, the up public spider. sentiment sure yeah yeah but the three finds an image that works and they work with it and they go with it and it they make slight adjustments depending they're around but they're not constantly changing their image it's just not the way that the three um works because if if you find something that wins you attention approval adoration success why would you change it um and I, weirdly enough, oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. I have another one. Oh, I was like, I thought of one too. I hope it's the same thing. Okay, what does that go? Mine was like when people are like, she's really successful. Yes. <laughs> Can we not do this anymore? Yeah. Like she's so famous and she has so much money and like I think she's a three. Being famous, being successful and having money do not make you a three. Oh, it, I mean... Uh, Yes. Anybody that's like super famous or super successful, like anybody, they're like, well, there are three and uh-huh. because they're successful. And mm-hmm. it's like that anyone can be successful. Yes. Um, again, we have to go to motivation. We're looking at what's why. motivating it. Right. Um, and if or th- they're really polished. Are they in the entertainment industry? Right. Do they have a publicist and a stylist and have they been coached on how to give interviews? I mean, that's required. I mean, it's like job training. Exactly. That's on the job training. Right. So if you're not polished and you're in the entertainment industry, um, you're probably not going to get very far. Like that's part of it. So, so yes, please let's, can we just like make that illegal? Successful equals three because it's just, that's super irritating. Um, Yeah. We have to know why. 
Um, and honestly, when I see threes, you know, when we were doing our Pinterest board with all of our types on it, um, there aren't actually that many threes um, in like, I mean, there's a lot of threes in Hollywood, but there aren't as many as you'd think there would be because right. everyone thinks that everyone in Hollywood would be a three because they they actually do, in a weird way, have a hard time dropping the image that they had when they got successful uh, because the fear of the three is, well, if I stop doing this thing um, that got me this fame, success, whatever it is, then people won't like me, right? So they sometimes have a hard time adjusting and they just have to wait for the public to come back around to them and like them again. It's the seven that's actually better at kind of shifting Mm -hmm. uh, and twos, which can have a chameleon like, you know, twos and and, uh, pop culture and pop music and movie stars, they can adjust better because they want to give you what you want and they have no problem. Um, Oh, you don't like this? What about this thing? I can do this. This is interesting. And twos get bored like sevens do. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Should we move, move on to four? To four? <sighs> okay. The collective sigh. Uh-huh. Well, we're not going to, we won't go into the whole like form is typing. Yeah, we'll do thing. a different. Yes, we can focus that, that yeah. at another time. Um, but uh, what's one for you being a four? Um. Well, I I think the biggest stereotype about four um, is that people think that we cry a lot. Oh, goodness. And I've come across that a lot. And um, And that's going to be two. That's more two. Two is the most emotionally wet. Um, People never know what I'm talking about when I'm saying that. And I'm like, this is pretty obvious. I think that's a pretty. Okay. Paints a pretty clear picture. They're the most emotionally. expressive and not just of sadness uh, that all of it that they're happy you know it i'm not going to do the song um uh, <laughs> yeah I was but like, please no but yeah the, you will know what the two is experiencing emotionally because they will show it um you know th- there are some exceptions to that but for the most part twos do tend to show their emotions more including sadness they are the quickest to cry um fours emotions are internalized so it's not that force don't cry they definitely are one of the more emotionally expressive types um but the emotions of the four are refined mm-hmm. so when uh, and, and i don't mean that in like that they're cooler or better but refined in terms of they're more subtle because that's part of how the four gets attention is through subtle emotion so um so that's probably one of my biggest ones is that people think that fours are walking around crying all the time and i'm like yeah mm. No, that's weird. Yeah, that would be upsetting. Yeah, right. It's it's weird. Um, what about one? Do you have one for four? Yeah. Um, it'd have to be for me when people think that they're fours because they're sad. Yeah, that one's super annoying. Yeah. First of all, sadness is a human emotion. Remember yeah. back to Ekman at the mm-hmm. beginning, right? So everybody gets sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Yeah. And then we have to parse out the difference between clinical depression and and things like Mm -hmm. that. And like being attached to being sad as an identity. Yes. And and that's what people don't realize four is. And it's not just sad. It's like cursed, 
you know, damned, damned universally denied pleasure yes. and Cut satisfaction off from God. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, we're talking like medieval level dramatics yeah, here. It's, it's a cosmic, not just cutoff. like, I'm really sad and inky and I'm a foreign. <laughs> it's like a little like Lola from big mouth, but like higher the voice you just did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I can do a Lola. Yeah, I mean, we, like, like, I'm not going to do that right now, to, but yeah. Um, but her. yeah, people don't realize, um, I think people think, oh, I'm sad. I must be a four. I want to be special. I must be a four. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but do you think that God is punishing you? Yes. And for, that, for literally and that you will never get what you want and you will spend your life longing and pining and for everything. And that you are both simultaneously grotesque and yes. beautiful. No, baby. Okay. Yeah. Then you might be another type. Like, do you feel like a cave monster inside, <laughs> but are beautiful like a flower on the outside? Yes. Maybe we can right. talk. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely do a whole we'll do a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so five. five. Um my favorite stereotype of five is that uh, they don't have friends. <laughs> right. Is like that ever. A, is that a stereotype? No, that's a thing. People are like Like or, you've heard people say they don't have friends. Or I'm an introvert and I like to read. Oh yeah. Oh, I like to investigate things. <laughs> I'm a five. Right. Well, you know, sixes really like investigating things, too, because they have a need to know. Uh So in my experience, it's usually sixes that think that they're fives. Yeah. Um, And sometimes sometimes nines. nines. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they're withdrawn. Yeah. Yeah. The the intellectual introverted nine will almost always think they're a five. Yes. Uh, But the inner world of the five is like... It's a dark landscape. It's guys. dark. Yeah, it's dark. It's dark. Um, and they're not positively oriented. You will find more of the cynicism in five than you will with nine. So yeah, I think that's that's a good one for five. Yeah. Is the the introversion and then the um people think because they or they because they like to read or or people that are smart. Just people oh, that yeah. are just intelligent oh, yeah. in general. He's they're really like, smart. He must he's be a five. five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Yeah. yeah. So, like, literally, anyone can be intelligent. It, it there's no correlation. Yeah, there's at no correlation between... to intelligence and no. type. You're gonna want to look at genetics for that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, fives are they do have a fear of being incompetent. Yeah. And ignorant. Yeah. Um. So you're it, there's a difference between you're smart. You must be a five, and like you're a five because you cannot tolerate incompetence. Right. If if you you're not going to meet like a bumbling dumb right. five. It, the the again going to the core fear, the five, the information seeking is because the five feels like they will not have what they need in order to survive that if they engage with the world, right. they will be drained of their internal resources and then they will be sucked dry and no longer exist. Mm-hmm. If it's not that serious for you and you just like to read because you like information, Let's probably look at another type. Probably might be another type. Yeah. Yeah. Let's if information or not having it feels like you are going to fly into space and turn into stars and you won't exist anymore and you're filled with existential terror and anxiety, mm-hmm. we can talk about five for you. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I know you're out there and you're <laughs> thinking, it is not that serious. No. That's because you're not a five. <laughs> and I'm so, so sorry. Yes. But I think we're going to have to cross that off the list for you because it is that serious. It is that serious. It is them. that serious. That is the core fear. Yeah. 
Okay, um, so what about six? Um, I mean, there's I so mean, many. How many? How much time do we have? Yeah. Um, I I'd have to say number one is that sixes are scared all the time. Yes. Yeah, you would. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I really cannot. Um. So, people. Uh. No. Like no one would be able to function if they were scared all the time. No. Sixes are afraid that they are going to be afraid or that they are going to be cowardly or that when they need courage, it's not going to be there. But they are not scared of everything. No. They are not constantly checking their doors no. to see if they're locked. If you, if you have that problem, it might be OCD. Yeah. And you might need to get that figured out. And any type can have that. Yes. Um, And they're not constantly, you know... Yes, some sixes are checking exits when they're at restaurants to see where the but that's sixes are always in any situation are quickly assessing potential danger, but that danger could also just be the other person having motives that yeah, that, that aren't seem, trustworthy. Right, that aren't trustworthy. Yeah. Um we're or, not you know, because I speak for all sixes. Um so listen. Um we're not all like afraid to go out today there's so many things that can happen to me yes and and i and we do a disservice to sixes and i'm sure we can do a whole podcast series about sixes we probably should do a few episodes on that but um they get a bad rap first of all Mm -hmm. and i will say uh, i don't know at least 75 percent of the people that come to us for typing sessions yep um, or that comment on things and think their other types are sixes. Mm-hmm. There's a 50-50 chance that if you're listening to this right now, yes. you're probably a six. 99% of my clients are sixes. Um, and and there's various reasons why sixes mistype. If you want some info about that, visit our Instagram. Yeah, we Not do. Not hashtag empathy architects. Right. But at empathy architects. Right. Back See? on track. I learn. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, people thinking sixes are scared of everything all the time. It's insulting to sixes. Yeah. Uh, because actually most sixes, unless they know they're sixes, are kind of unaware of their the way fear is running mm-hmm. in their lives. Um, because they are used to it. Yeah. Um, and sixes, remember, the motivation is to avoid recognizing or acknowledging one's own fear. So it's also not really surprising that they mistype uh the sixes mistype frequently but yeah that's probably I, if we had to pick one yeah to me that would be the one that that's the one um, i would have picked or too. we of course we could talk about the projecting piece yeah stop telling sixes they're projecting all the time first of all everyone's projecting exactly exactly <laughs> all types project thank you every type is projecting in a certain area yes Yes. But somehow it became, okay, you're being a six, you're projecting, stop projecting. <laughs> and like, we don't just walk around projecting all the time. No, eights project their weakness out into the world and protect it mm-hmm. or bully it, to, you know, mm-hmm. when one way or another, and twos project their needs. their needs. Yep. Uh, you know, fours project their inadequacy and mm-hmm. then reject other people because of it. everybody's projecting. Yep. Um, Thank you. Sixes are... Uh, the way that they project anxiety or fear or their anxieties or fears, they, they tend to think that other people are as um, waffling or ambivalent as they are, which then creates more mistrust with people. But that's just a specific way that sixes run projection. So, Can we rename the types and six can be the waffler? I mean, 
Like, there's a way that I feel more affectionate about that. Okay. But I think it's because I'm thinking of waffles. I was going to say, is that just because it's like waffles? Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Are, which are good. Yeah. I mean. We had them yesterday, actually. I already forgot yesterday. So. Okay. That's 2021. Your problem. Welcome. Um, okay. So seven. Let's, let's do seven. Okay. What's one for you? Um, I mean, there's always, you know, I mean, some of these are so, they're like, I'm sorry, but they're so annoying. Yeah. That it's like, I yeah. can't believe this is happening. Um, but like they're fun. Yes. Yeah. They like to have fun. There are seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They like parties or seven. They change their mind. There are seven. Hey, remember that conference we went to or somebody something about oh if you like gosh. bubbles? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we went to a conference. Uh, one of my friends was in a session um, with another group of people. And I guess there was a woman in there that said um, that she really realized that she was a seven when she looked at her pantry and saw all the soda she had because she had an affinity for bubbles. And she was like, I think that's just my seven. But like in complete seriousness. No, totally. Like it wasn't like yeah. in jest. No, she enjoyed bubbles so much. She was like, that's my seven. Yeah. Yeah. I. So people think sevens are like constantly just wanting to have fun. I mean, yes. Yeah, so first of all, like most people want to have fun, whatever they think fun is. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. Or, or that sevens are... Um, they're all okay. Superficiality is a defense mechanism that sevens use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can get them to see that they, you know, going past something superficially can be interesting or that they don't have to be trapped in pain, they will do depth. But super, they're not inherently superficial. They're just using that sometimes as a defense against um, feeling pain, which remember, we have to go back to the core fear. So, why mm-hmm. do sevens? want to have fun well they don't want to be trapped in pain or sadness or, or limited or limited in any way but um yeah the bubbles that was like yeah it was insane kind of shocking and yeah like in its ignorance if i could have like revoked her ability to <laughs> even be there taken her enneagram card yeah i would have but i mean you know now that i think about it maybe she needed it so she could catch up with, right with yeah else. maybe i mean and and um we were watching yes we watch paris hilton cook on netflix um who we type as a seven yes a seven four nine, nine. um sexual seven four nine and mm-hmm. she did feel the need to put glitter on her turkey mm-hmm. um and she did use glitter in most of her food even when it was not appropriate such yeah. as on a Thanksgiving turkey. She also had those like tongs that had, they were sequined. Yes. And like everybody was like, are you concerned about those getting in the food? <laughs> um, and she wasn't. And of course it's a show and she's playing a caricature of herself. Um, so she's playing a seven caricature, but I truly believe that Paris Hilton really does like glitter and sparkles oh, yeah. with everything. Is there a propensity towards liking sparkle if you are a seven or have seven in the tri-type or a seven component absolutely Mm -hmm. uh but should we rest our typing on sparkles or bubbles probably not yeah it's not a safe bet yeah uh what about eight well i think you know what i'm gonna say you're angry you must be an eight (laughs) or i have a i have a really bad temper yeah i literally just had a reel today on instagram about this because um 
the amount of people that mistype as fours and eights. Those mm-hmm. are the two commonly mistyped types people mistype as. Yes. Um, and it's usually sixes and twos that mistype as fours or eights and or eights. Um, yeah. Being angry, again, human, human emotion. emotion. Everybody gets angry. Um, Everybody gets angry. And on, yes. And honestly, if you're, when you, it depends on how you do your anger, right? Like if you're somebody that all of a sudden gets hyperverbal and you're going off on people and get oh reading people, their riot acts, riot, <laughs> riot. What is the, what is that term? Whoa. Their riot. I don't know where you're going and I'm going to go ahead and step in. It's to save totally old timey. And I wish I could get the reference. Oh, I don't know. You're going to have to use the internet. It's like the riot axe or something. Anyway, um, if you're somebody when you get mad and you just like lay into someone verbally and you get hyperverbal and you're quick, um, that's not eight first. No, uh, eight six become laconic. They become less verbal. Uh, their anger is their gut types. It's instinctive. It, it moves into action. Um, and so when people think, oh, I get really angry or I have a bad temper, well, any type can have a bad temper. Mm-hmm. There's a genetic component to, you yeah, know. But going going off on people, that's not, that's not something eights really do. No. If someone's going off all the time, they're probably a six. Yeah. Um, eights are the most comfortable with anger and their anger. Um, there's always an undercurrent of kind of rage b- with all the gut types, but particularly with eight. But um, And the big thing is that they're also, they're dismissive. Yes. So if you don't have an arrogant, dismissive anger, and I mean, we're talking like, you know, the other person saying what they're upset about and you're like, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah complete indifference. Mm-hmm. It's callousness. Eights and nines, they go callous. And so if, if they're really an eight, it's not, not that eights don't get mad and can't pop off or yell or whatever, but but that's when any human being goes into rage um, or indignation of some kind. You're going to get that energy. But it's, but even then, in how they do it, is well, they'll, you'll do it in the style of your type. Mm-hmm. And eights are still not super verbal, uh, but when they're really mad and they are not saying anything and it's cold and it's cut off, that's when you're getting the rage of eight. Yes. Um, there are other types that can have kind of more impressive anger, really. I mean, I think Naranjo said, <laughs> I always talk oh, about that, that. Fours have the best screams. The most, the most impressive <laughs> screams. Yes. Which, I mean, I'll take it, but yeah. So, um, nine, finishing out here. Um, I would say the one I hear the most is uh, that nines don't get angry. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's funny to me because nines are actually the angriest type on the Enneagram. Facts. So, um, and people are always do, you know that? You know, I love the Pikachu meme where the mouth is open yeah. and he's surprised. Okay, so everyone imagine that. Whenever we say that, because, you know, that's not what we see with nine. But if you think about the way psychology works, the reason we're not seeing that with the nine is because they're afraid Yeah, that if they show their anger, mm-hmm. which is there because their gut types and the rage is strong, um, that uh, they will lose connection with other people. So the nine seems placid. They're not in touch with their own anger, but 
of course, if you've ever seen a nine get angry, and I mean really angry, you're familiar with the rage that lies underneath the calm waters. And that's what the nine is trying to prevent other people from seeing because they know that um, it can create a conflict and be disconnection, which are their core fears. So that's why the nine feels like they can't show their anger because if they show it, um, it's over for them. Whereas the eight is the most comfortable with showing their anger. And so people come to know them for the way in which they're comfortable with their anger. So yeah, that's a, that's an irritating one for me. Well guys, thanks for listening to us ramble for an hour. Um, hopefully we can make future episodes more focused, but there's always yeah, going to no be promises. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if you've ever heard anything else we've done, a lot of our teaching style is a little bit like this. Um, there's nuggets in there. Uh, hopefully saying nuggets in this context is really gross. Yeah, it is. There's something about saying the word nugget into a microphone <laughs> that makes me sick. And on that note, um, please uh, subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Empathy Architects um, rather than hashtag. And not on Twitter. <laughs> and not on Twitter. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.